Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent bride Cassandra Okoya, who was recently married at the Hilton Grand Vacation Club at Tuscany Village in Orlando. And I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she was able to add a lot of Disney touches to her event and how she decided on this location and all of its advantages. So welcome, Cassandra. Hi, Carrie. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'm interested to know how you guys decided, A, that you wanted to get married in Orlando, and B, that the Hilton Grand Vacation Club was the place for you. Definitely. So growing up, I was always a huge fan of going to Walt Disney World. Uh, My family and I would go almost every year. And then when I met my fiance, well, when we started dating, he didn't really know uh, how big of a Disney fanatic I was. So um, a couple years into our relationship, I finally took him and the Walt Disney bug bit him as well. So he loves going there as well. So maybe about two years before we got engaged, we just took this awesome trip to Disney World. We stayed for like a week and we just had so much fun. And so from there, when it was time for us to get married, we kind of just had this thought, like, wouldn't it be great for us to, like, you know, just go to Disney World and, you know, get married? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's where the idea came for us to get married in Orlando. That's cool. And then you mentioned to me earlier that you had looked at Disney weddings, but you decided this was a better deal? Yeah. So I've been looking at Disney weddings for such a long time as many of us who are listening to the podcast have been. And I had just been, you know, keeping tabs on, you know, how the pricing worked. And at that time, the pricing hadn't quite changed to the very structured pricing that it is now. It was still kind of the old pricing. So even looking at it then, I knew that some of the requirements weren't quite flexible enough for what I wanted. Zeke has a huge family. And I know within his family and my family as well, that something like a wedding would be really important. And we wanted to be able to invite everyone that we could. For a living, I'm an analyst. So I'm constantly looking at numbers and, you know, analyzing them. So, you know, in the beginning, looking at those per person minimum prices were really restrictive for me. And to be honest, I said to myself, there's no way I want to spend this amount of money on food, which is like more than I spend on my entire year of grocery budget. So I'm just like, I don't know if I can do that. Weddings are supposed to be great. I know that. But I was just like, "Uh, I don't know if that's going to work for me. So From there, Zeke and I actually were engaged for about two years. So the first year of our engagement, I pretty much looked at, I would say, almost every single hotel, Disney or non-Disney hotel in that Orlando resort area, just trying to see what would work for us. And what it came down to was I really thought about, okay, what is it about Disney that I love so much? Did I want that princess wedding, you know, 
with the carriage and be able to to take pictures in the castle. And for me, that wasn't exactly what I wanted. What I wanted was literally kind of what I said in the beginning for us to go to Disney and have a great time at Disney and then get married. (laughs) So knowing what my priorities were, I was able to find the Hilton Grand Vacation Club at Tuscany Village. And they, with their pricing, it was actually really worked really well for me because they didn't have a per person food and beverage minimum. So that made things a lot more flexible for me. They did have a overall food and beverage minimum, but the way it was priced, we would have met that so easily. So that wasn't an issue. So that's where we were really able to kind of narrow down in on that. Also, the location of it is just absolutely beautiful. They have this really nice conference center that has a reception area and banquet room. So when it came down to it, that's what was going to work for us for the actual wedding. What made it great was that my family's actually vacation club members. So we were going to stay on Disney property before the wedding anyway. So I kind of got my best of both worlds. So I could still stay on Disney property and then I could go to Hilton Grand Vacation Club, which is about less than five miles from downtown Disney. So it's really close to the Walt Disney World Resort. That location allowed us to kind of do the best of both worlds, still stay at Disney, but then be able to have the flexibility to have the wedding that we wanted. That's interesting. So tell me a little bit about what your ceremony venue was like. The Hilton Grand Vacation Club is kind of like if people have stayed at one of the resorts like a Saratoga Springs or Coronado Springs, kind of it's set up as a resort. So they have different buildings that hold all of the rooms and the rooms are suite style. So it's not like a regular hotel room. They have a studio, one bedroom suite, and then two bedroom suites. From that aspect, they have a little conference center that is right next to the lobby. And that's where they have banquet events or things like that. So the area where we had the ceremony was, they called it the Tuscan Lawn. So it was right behind the conference center. And it's just a really nice green area near the pool that had, you know, nice flowers and things like that. And then the actual conference center I thought was really nice because it had a downstairs area, which is where we held the cocktail hour. And then upstairs was the actual banquet room that seats about 125 people. And I really loved it because as you know, conference centers or banquet rooms have the tendency to decor can be like really jarring. (laughs) So I thought that the palette of the walls was kind of neutral enough that it wouldn't overshadow or overpower anything. And what I really wanted was something, a room that had a view in it. And so the upstairs banquet area had these huge floor ceiling windows where you could actually look out onto the Tuscan lawn. And my photographer They were husband and wife, but they were able to stand out on the balcony um, and get this really awesome shot looking down at the ceremony. So that's something else that I really loved about it. That's neat. And so you had your ceremony and reception both there? Yes. And that was something else that we really wanted. We wanted everything to be in the same place just so, you know, we could cut down on people having to figure out where they were going. So that was something else that made it really convenient. After the ceremony, people just go right inside downstairs to where the cocktail hour was and then go right upstairs into the actual reception. That's cool. And how many guests were there? 
So we ended up having about 125, which was perfect because that was like the limit for the upstairs area. When I first talked to the banquet and catering manager, I was giving her a number like, you know, 180 or something like that. And we had even come up with this like backup plan, you know, maybe we'll split and, you know, eat upstairs and do dancing and stuff downstairs just in case we had more than 125 people. But we were really blessed and we had the exact number of people (laughs) that could fill up the room, which was really good because to be honest, I'm not even sure how many people we actually ended up inviting to the wedding, (laughs) which is kind of, it sounds kind of crazy, but That was another reason why it was so important for us to have the wedding at a place where we didn't necessarily have that, have a huge food and beverage minimum per person, because that way, you know, if another, an extra person was added, we were kind of just like, oh, well, it's really only, you know, something that was less than a hundred dollars as opposed to over a hundred dollars. And then you don't really have want to, I personally didn't want to have to go to my future mother-in-law and say, oh, no, you can't invite, you know, this person from your family. That's just not something I wanted to do. So from the beginning, that's why it was good for us to be there because the guest list, I, I think my wedding planner said we probably invited about, it was probably somewhere around 280 people. But again, this was a destination wedding for us. So only 125 people showed up. That's interesting. How far away do your families live? Both of our parents are located in Maryland, and so I have a lot of family and friends in Maryland. At the time we got married, Zeke and I were actually, we live in Los Angeles. So we were out there in Los Angeles. He has some family there, but his family is actually spread all over the country and all over the world. He has a lot of family in Nigeria, and so a lot of his family and his, his mother's family and his father's side of the family, they flew from Nigeria to Orlando to come to the wedding, which was really exciting. Wow. Did you do anything for them like travel guides or here are some hotel ideas or here are fun things to do at Disney? Or were they, did they do their own planning or did they not? Like, how did that work? <laughs> <laughs> so um, the way it turned out was that everybody kind of did their own thing. In the beginning, I did have this idea of, you know, planning stuff on different days. And but as it turned out, our wedding was on a Saturday morning. And most people weren't coming in until that Friday morning or Friday afternoon. So and we had a ton of stuff to do that day, like the rehearsal. So everyone just kind of, you know, did their own thing. And they had a great time. Some people went to Universal Studios, some people made it to actually go to Walt Disney World, and some people just hung out at the resort, which was also a great option. That's cool. Did you get like a room block or discounts on the rooms for the guests? Yes. So I mentioned that they didn't have a per person food and beverage minimum for the wedding, but they did have a required room block. I don't know what they call it. (laughs) Yeah, they had a required amount of rooms that we had to get. And everyone got discount pricing. It's actually funny because they gave us a certain number of rooms and very quickly like that filled up and we asked for more rooms. <laughs> it got to a point where they had to tell us, you were like, you know what, we can't give you any more rooms because <laughs> they had a conference as well. So we're just like, oh, we can't offer any more rooms at this rate. But it ended up okay. Everyone who needed to be at the resort was fine and people who didn't necessarily stay there, they made it to the wedding fine as well. 
Interesting. And you mentioned you had a planner. Was that someone provided by the Hilton or someone you hired independently? I hired someone independently just because we don't have any family or I have one friend from college that lives in Orlando, but I love her dearly and I would never (laughs) want her to have to, you know, coordinate my wedding for me. So I did hire an outside wedding coordinator just because like I mentioned, we live in Los Angeles and my mom, our families are in Maryland. So we didn't really have anyone in Orlando who could really help us do things on the ground, so to speak, while we were trying to plan. Interesting. And so then did your planner help you find outside vendors or did you do the research on your own? It was a little bit of both. My planner, she did have some recommended vendors. And then I did some research on my own to find other vendors as well. So it was a joint effort. What services did you have to find vendors for and what did the Hilton provide? The Hilton, um, they actually did not have, I know some places will have like a required or preferred vendor list. The Hilton, they didn't have anything like that. So again, that was, um, it was nice to have that flexibility to kind of have who we wanted, um, assuming, you know, they have the right insurance and those sort of things. When we first met, we didn't have some of the vendors. So they did provide some vendor, the Hilton provided some vendors that they worked with in the past, just as a suggestion. So from those suggestions, I did tons and tons of research and I was able to find and narrow things down to vendors that I I really liked. Anybody you recommend? Oh, absolutely. Um, My florist, Vicky from Petals, she was amazing um, and... (laughs) It's funny, that was a, a an interesting time while I was trying to pick out flowers that I wanted for the wedding. But she, the day of the wedding, when I saw all the flowers, I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't even believe. First of all, I was like, I can't believe I even picked out, you know, these flowers. And then when, when everything was, you know, decorated and everything, it was, it was so nice. And I, I absolutely loved it. The morning of the wedding, I had some little pendant pictures or of um, like my father and my grandfather who had passed away. And so the morning of the wedding, she was able to just, you know, pin those on really quick for me. And it turned out beautiful. My bouquet was actually one of my most favorite things. It lasted all the way through our honeymoon. Wow. What kind of flowers? I had hydrangeas, roses, um, and she threw in some other stuff that I didn't hadn't even heard of. It looked like lavender, but it, I don't think it was that. I went with what was in season, and that really helped make the pricing a lot better. Mm-hmm. And then who'd you use for your cake? So for the cake, um, I used a vendor called Party Flavors. They are really great because they make this awesome buttercream icing. And all their cakes, they use this from what I remember, they use this buttercream icing. They don't use fondant at all. So the cakes are really delicious. I remember after Zeke and I tried the cakes, we were just like, those cakes are really good. Actually, speaking of the cake, so um, we ended up having three cakes. Zeke only knew about one of them. Um, <laughs> okay, how did you end up with three cakes? I don't know how it happened. I really wanted to do like a groom's cake for Zeke. Um, and I had come up with two different ideas. Um, one of them was kind of like um, a, a cake with like little beach chairs on it because we kind of fell in love at the beach. So I, I thought about, you know, doing a cake with beach chairs and you can probably go on Pinterest or 
something and you'll probably see millions of these kind of cakes. But then I had been doing some research and I saw a cake with a pontoon boat. And so when Zeke proposed to me, he proposed to me at Walt Disney World while we were driving around on a pontoon boat in the Seven Seas Lagoon right out uh, near Magic Kingdom. So I thought about that when I saw that kind of like that boat cake. I was like, oh, that would be, you know, a really cool idea to to make a cake like that because that's, you know, that's really different. So when I was talking with Party Flavors, I was kind of like asking for the pricing for each of the cakes and I I couldn't pick one. So I had to pick both. <laughs> so that was kind of like where I, I did my little bit of splurging where it's like, why do you have three cakes? But it worked out really well because the reception area at the Hilton Grand Vacation Club had they kind of had this room that had these really nice doors that opened out to the reception area. And what we did was kind of like turn it into a cake room. And so we had the three cakes, but what we also had was pictures of both of our parents when they got married and they were kind of feeding each other the cake Mm -hmm. as well as, you know, just pictures of Zeke and I throughout our relationship because we had been together almost nine years by the time we got married. So just pictures of us all throughout our relationship and people just absolutely loved it. They loved seeing the cakes and they loved seeing the pictures of us. And that was something that I really enjoyed because it kind of just, you know, we had family members who I hadn't met before. So, and same thing with Zeke. He had, I had family members he hadn't met before, but that could kind of help give them a glimpse of, you know, what our life has been like the past nine years. And so what my mom told me that her mother went into the cake room and she just started like crying because she thought it was so beautiful. Aww. And she's like, she's never seen anything like that before. So it it was really exciting. We had, I guess it was five different cake flavors. Ooh. And I don't know if it was, I'm pretty sure it was our wedding planner, but she saved our lives because she saved a slice of each layer of cake for us. Oh, good. Because <laughs> you know how most people will say, oh, we didn't even get to try the cake because, you know, the day was so busy. Um, but we, someone saved us a slice of every single flavor of cake that we had. And so, you know, later on after the wedding, we were so grateful to have that and be able to really enjoy all the cake. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Now, did you add any Disney touches to your wedding or have any kind of a theme? Surprisingly enough, I didn't really have a theme or any like big Disney touches. I guess the biggest Disney touch was that I just wanted to be at Disney. So I didn't have anything like Mickey heads or characters or anything like that. On one of the cakes, the pontoon boat cake, that was kind of like a Disney theme because as I mentioned he proposed to me at Disney World so the cake had little touches like um, a little buoy with a Mickey head on it Um, and then the name of the boat was the Blue Bayou because that's our favorite restaurant at Disneyland Mm -hmm. (laughs) so just little things like that I think that was probably the extent of the Disney touches at the wedding but in the days leading up to the wedding I did a lot of my what I would consider like my favorite Disney activities, like the day of the wedding rehearsal. I was that bride that had, you know, the, the, the Mickey ears with the veil on it. Um, I wore that around. Um, 
I planned a character breakfast for all of the flower girls and the ring bearer. So we had a character breakfast at Ohana. So that's one of my favorite things to do at Disney. So I invited all them to come and, you know, just give the kids like a little taste of Disney. And they absolutely loved it. They had so much fun there. And then, yeah, that was most of the Disney touches. And like I mentioned, we stayed at Disney Vacation Club Resort. We were staying at the Animal Kingdom Villas in the days leading up to the wedding. So then when you were planning, what were the three most important aspects where you focused most of your attention and budget? The most important things were, like I mentioned, I just, I wanted to be in Orlando and I wanted to actually stay at a Disney resort leading up to the wedding. So that was something really important to me. So I just needed to have that flexibility to go to the Disney resort. One of the things um, when I thought about a Disney wedding Something my family, we always wanted was being vacation club members. We always wanted an excuse to rent one of those three-bedroom villas. (laughs) (laughs) So we were like, oh, the wedding would be a perfect time to do that. So we did that, and we got a three-bedroom villa at Animal Kingdom Lodge, and it was just absolutely amazing. One of the things that we'll never forget, and we were able to invite our family over who was in town to come see it, and... Everyone who was there just absolutely loved it. They thought it was amazing to be able to see the animals outside your room. So we really loved that. So that was really important. The other thing, like I mentioned, was that not having the restriction of a per-person food and beverage minimum. That was huge for huge for us because, like I said, I didn't want to have to put that restriction of kind of like how many people were able to come. So having no restriction on the food and beverage minimum, I was really just looking at that the menu price alone. And so when it came to, you know, adding another couple people, it wasn't as big of a deal. When you get way into the wedding planning and someone says, oh, I want to bring someone else, you start calculating in your head, okay, if you, you bring someone else, that means this for the food and then this for the favor. And I mean, not to be mean, but that's kind of how it comes out, you know, when you get deep into the planning. So I didn't want to have to worry about any of that. If someone if someone's going to buy a, a plane ticket to come to Florida, I wanted to be able to say, hey, you're more than welcome to be here and we would love for you to celebrate with us. Oh. And then were there any other areas? You talked about splurging on the cake. Was there anything else you splurged on? Not so much. uh, Going back to what I really liked about the Hilton again, just the flexibility, just reading kind of some of the message boards, I've seen brides say, oh, you know, I can do this in my wedding, but then, you know, I won't have a lot of flowers or something. And I just, for myself, I was just like, I just, I want to have flowers at my wedding because it's a wedding. Like when else can you have an excuse to buy a bunch of flowers for something? So um, because I chose to be at the Hilton, I kind of didn't have to, I don't feel like I had to sacrifice on a lot of things just because I was able to keep the food and beverage to just about under $10,000 for 125 people, which is like, that's impossible to do with a Disney fairy tale wedding, Mm -hmm. especially at this point with how they've changed the pricing. Right. So because you know, because I was able to stick to that strict budget, I was, we were able to do other things. And I I don't really feel like I had to sacrifice anything. That's a great feeling. Yeah. 
Now, did you add any other events to your day? You mentioned that you guys decided against a dessert party, and I'd be interested to hear about that. Yes. So we didn't do a dessert party mainly because we, my mom, she did call Disney, um, is it catered events, um, about a dessert party and just the availability wasn't really there. Cause like I said, we got married on a Saturday. So Saturday night dessert parties were popular days. So we thought about maybe trying to do the dessert party the day before the wedding or, you know, sometime after, but it just, it really wasn't working out. The locations that they had available were like the huge locations, like Mexico, I think it seats like 70 people or something. We're like, what? we're like, we don't have that many people to do there. So just logistically, it didn't work out from that standpoint. So that's why we went against it. Um, what ended up happening, which I thought was just absolutely great for us, because we got married in the morning, the ceremony and reception were over by three o'clock. So after that, we still had you know, the rest of the day or the rest of the evening. And so for that night, I had told Zeke before the wedding, I was like, you know, it'd be really nice if we could just like have a private dinner together and just really, you know, take a time to take a breather and relax. So I was very fortunate that my mom allowed us to use her point (laughs) to stay at the Grand Floridian Villas. So after the wedding, we went to the the villas at the Grand Floridian. And then later on, we had dinner at the California Grill. And, you know, they added their little special touches like the Mickey confetti, which I'm obsessed with. Um, And then, you know, custom menu. So we just had this really awesome dinner together. And then we went back, you know, to our villa at the Grand Floridian. We got a one bedroom villa. And I absolutely highly recommend it for anyone who gets married, not even just at Disney, but in Orlando, that is like, those villas are the nicest things I've ever seen. And I've stayed at a lot of the vacation club resorts. That by far is the nicest one, like hardwood floors throughout, clawfoot tub. It had the shower had two shower heads, like regular shower head, rain shower head. It was, it was like absolutely amazing. So yeah, the the tub makes it for me at those villas. It was yeah. the, my favorite part was the jet tub. <laughs> yes, those those villas they were they were just so nice. So now we're spoiled because now I don't know if we'll ever be able to stay there again. But it was it was worth it. So I was that to me was worth it more than the dessert party because I I just didn't really want to be tired the night of the wedding. So we were able to kind of relax, and it was also great because having a, a um a morning wedding, the afternoon, evening was open for people in the Hilton Grand Vacation. Um, they partner with some sort of ticket broker that allows you to get um, kind of that discounted pricing for after 2 p.m. or after 4 p.m. for tickets to um, Disney. So for people who are interested in, you know, going to the park, they could get like a discounted ticket and go to the park for that evening or something like that. So I know a couple people or a lot of people ended up doing that. Wow, this is really great stuff. Do you have any tips for anyone who might be considering having their event at the Hilton or just looking for an alternative to Disney? Yeah, definitely. So first, I would say for sure, um, if you like the idea of being married at Disney or near Disney, 
or if you're considering a Disney fairy tale wedding, um, but you don't know if it's going to work for you, I, I would suggest like really figuring out like what it is about having a, wed a wedding at Disney that you really want. For example, if you want to have a wedding like in a park or if you want to be able to have um, Cinderella's carriage, then, you know, obviously that you're going to have to fit, you would want to go with a Disney fairy tale wedding. But if it's something like maybe you just want to wake up the day of your wedding and be able to see Cinderella's castle outside of your room, or if you want to have Disney characters, you don't have to have a Disney fairy tale wedding to do that. So I would really encourage you to figure out what, you know, what it is about the Disney fairy tale way that you think you want. And then if you're like me, where you're just going to have to invite like, uh, like over 100 people, no questions asked, um, and you don't want to blow your parents' retirement, <laughs> 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 then I, I would really suggest like doing the research. Like There are so many hotels and resorts in that Disney area that do awesome weddings. Um, like I said, I did research for like a year, and you would be amazed at what's out there. I looked at um, all sorts of resorts. Um, a lot of people don't know, but a lot of the resorts in the downtown Disney area do actually allow you to have characters there. So if that's something that's big on your list, but you don't know if you can swing the Disney fairy tale wedding, you should look into you know those options around there. I think you did a podcast on one of them. Yeah, yeah, like Bee Resort and the Swan and Dolphin and yes. all of those Fultons. Yeah. Yeah, all of them, they do that. So there's just a lot of great options around the area. And because you're so close to Disney, you can, you know, still swing, you know, doing some Disney-fied things, um, like adding a dessert party, which you talk about all the time, Carrie, or, um, <laughs> which is, you know, it's Sorry, great. Everyone. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think it's, it's great. It's great. It's a great option. Um, people probably wouldn't even know how to do dessert party if you didn't talk about it. <laughs> you're so helpful with that. Um, so just doing those kind of things. Like one of my favorite things to do at Disney was um, uh, the gospel brunch at the House of Blues there. So when I was originally looking for venues, I actually went to the House of Blues to, um, you know, see what they offered. And they actually had a great, you know, setup or idea for a gospel brunch wedding reception, which I thought would have been really cool. But um, it didn't quite work out how we wanted with the um, ceremony space. But again, instead, what we did the morning after the wedding, we got group tickets to the gospel brunch. So that was something fun that we were able to add on as well. So just kind of figuring out, you know, what are the elements that you really want or like about Disney? And if you can't do the Disney fairytale wedding, how can you incorporate them within um, maybe another resort in the Orlando area that's nearby? Great. Well, this is really great stuff. Thank you so much, Cassandra. I think you've offered a lot of great tips and some things to think about for anybody planning any kind of wedding. So I really appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much, Carrie. It's a lot of fun to be here with you today. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's fairy tale weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp 
or in print at Passporter.com and Amazon.com.